Thank you for tuning in to the Gamers in Crisis podcast. Before we begin, this is a quick disclaimer that the contents of this podcast are based off of opinion and experience. Thank you, and let's get into today's episode. Hi, yes, welcome to the Gamers in Crisis podcast. This is just our first tester episode. If you don't know, my name is Josh. I am a YouTuber at Hacked Comics. I am also on TikTok at at Javis underscore HC, where I make little animated shorts about video games and sometimes movies. It's mostly Pokemon, but that's just because algorithms, though I do really like Pokemon. And I'm Hannah, and I'm also a YouTuber at Hannah Solana, and I also have an Instagram at Hannah Solana underscore. I'm not as cool as Josh, so I'm not on TikTok. incorrect. You're more cool than (laughs) I am. Yeah. Like I said, this is our tester episode just to see how everything works for putting this podcast together. Um, So we are a little bit behind on this news. So today we are going to be talking about the Game Awards, uh, what was revealed there, and who won what as well as just our recap of what we played in 2020 or what we watched in 2020 and what our thoughts were on what we thought was like our favorite thing of 2020. But first, so the way this podcast is going to work is that we start with some news, then we go into our main topic, and then afterwards we're going to talk about things that we're playing. So how this works for this podcast is we're going to talk about what was revealed at the Game Awards, then we will get into the like who won what and who was nominated and then we'll get into what we liked from 2020 and we'll try to have time codes in the description so you can easily get to what you're looking for let's start then with the things that were revealed at the game awards the first thing that like they revealed was this trailer that really tricked me into thinking we would get any kind of Starfield information from the Game Awards. It was like space, and I was like, Starfield, Bethesda, maybe they'll make me like them again. And then it was like, nope, it's Mass Effect. What do you think of the Mass Effect reveal? I have never been one who was into Mass Effect. So for me, I was like, oh, this is nice for the people who love it. But personally, I will not be playing it. But maybe this year I will try it out again. I tried it out many years ago, but since it's a new year, maybe I can uh, switch things up a bit. Give it, give it a try and see. Yeah, same. Like, I tried playing a Mass Effect game once, and I just couldn't really get into it. The most I ever got into Mass Effect was this game on my iPhone uh, way back in the day, and I couldn't tell you anything about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a long time ago. I did write down here, I was like, Mass Effect will be continued, <laughs> in case you were wondering. Because that's all they said in the trailer. They didn't give it, like, a game or anything. They just said, like, at the end, Mass Effect will continue. And I'm like, yeah, in case people thought Andromeda was the end. That 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 mess was the <laughs> what we're like, leaving Mass Effect on. Though there are people who like Ma- Andromeda. Honestly, I, can't, I didn't play it, so I can't say anything about the game. I just know what people have said. The next thing that was revealed was the League of Legends single-player spinoff, which... I never played League of Legends. I did Dota for like maybe half a second. So I'm not super connected, but it seems like it's going to be more of a um, story based, like not toxic environment kind of multiplayer game. I just don't like multiplayer games that much. So yeah, I'm the same. I'm not really big into multiplayer games personally because my pacing with games is very odd. Like I will buy a new game, play it for hours, days on it, and then get busy, not pick it up for a week or two, and then just like go ham with playing it again until it's fully finished. So I just feel like I'm not one who qualifies for multiplayer games. I like to be in my own elements when I play and really get into the story and take my time. And um, can't do that with multiplayer. Gotta speed it up a little bit. And that's not really, that's not really my thing. 
Yeah, I feel that. Sometimes I do get into multiplayer games, but like it's just not my um my go-to. Like I got into what's it called? Overwatch a lot when it first came out, but even then I'm just like I'll play it when it first comes out and then I don't play enough and then everyone gets mm-hmm. way better at it than me and then I can't play it anymore. I agree. So I was surprised by this next thing because like right away they revealed uh the new Smash character, which is Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. Game I have not played, but a character I do very much enjoy in Smash Bros. I also was like, this was revealed so early, like that's the whole reason I was kind of watching this. So what am I watching this for anymore? Mm-hmm. After that, I think was Back for Blood. I think you're I know you are excited for this, right? I am. I'm excited for Back for Blood. I love zombies, but this will be my first time playing a game like this. I actually plan to purchase it and play it myself. Usually I'll watch uh, YouTubers play these type of games, but I'm trying to do a little bit less watching and more playing. And I'm excited to see like what comes out of this. I'm really happy that it's a first person shooter um, at first. When before they showed some gameplay, I thought the graphics were going to be a little bit. The graphics made me think Battle Royale because I didn't hear what the name of the game was at first. So I thought it was going to be like a Battle Royale zombie type of thing, which is still does give me those vibes. I noticed that the enemies are a little bit easier to kill. That's fine. I still want to play it. The voice acting for some of the characters, I was like, eh. particularly the one that they use for the gameplay wasn't really fond of his voice but that's probably just a weird personal thing with myself however I did notice that each character has their own personality so it's like yeah I just kind of noticed that they're not all the same like they each bring something different to the table it looks like you have one who is a little bit more of a brainiac and then you have uh, the female character and then the other two male characters are separate from one another so I thought that was interesting as well that's all I have to say about Back for Blood. I played Left 4 Dead in the past, Left 4 Dead 2, and I really enjoyed that game. I thought it was fun. I never played with any other people, but like, it's not a game you have to play with other people. Yeah, it's very. it looks like it's going to be pretty much like the same thing. Yeah, I didn't play Left 4 Dead. I've, I watched it like a little, and I kind of don't remember, or I might be getting it mixed up with another game. I'm still looking forward to it. You know, this is kind of off topic, but one game I was thinking about recently is Dead Island. I was a huge Dead Island fan. I watched replay gameplay of that on YouTube multiple times. And um, I don't know. I was just thinking about it. Like, I thought Dead Island was was a pretty good game. So I hope that maybe one day we'll get a uh, Dead Island uh, comeback. But um, yeah, like, I, I think Left 4 Dead's really at its best when you just have like a machine gun and you're just tearing through a horde of zombies. You're just destroying them. And like zombies don't take much to kill just kids a couple hits and that's like the same with this game where like it'll just be a horde of them and you just go and they all go down watching that trailer i'm like i didn't see the gameplay i know they did a gameplay thing afterwards but they're all dead right like when you watch the trailer back at the end they're all just surrounded on all sides i'm like even if this was left for dead like i'd be dead like there's no way (laughs) these people are surviving this it's interesting anytime there's like a left for dead like ream make or copy game because all the classes that are in left for dead get checked like there's the spitter you see that right away that's the one that like has four and shoots him with goo there's the charger which is like the first tank that they kind of fight in the trailer and then there's like the actual tank that shows up at the end um so i don't know it's i th- i'll i don't know if i'm gonna play it but i think i would enjoy it if i did yeah, I think it's one of those games where you know how you just want a game just to have fun? Like, 
you yeah, should have fun it, with all it your feels games like that. but it's just like this one is just mindless fun like i'm just going to shoot yeah. at zombies and continue mm-hmm. on it's not you know it's not like other games where there's like a lot more to think about and like a hardcore story to follow up like to keep up with this is just not a thousand things yet to read all the time to yeah understand it's what's just going like on. this is just assault rifle zombie survive and i think that's fun i love games like that so i think the next game that was revealed was the callisto protocol um which gave me very heavy soma like vibes in the um trailer but then at the end i was like oh maybe it's like dead space i'm excited for that one very like people don't know what's going on and they're stuck in a weird messed up Mm -hmm. place i don't know really what this game is meant to be like there's a lot of different things it could be uh do you know more about it yeah so during the video game awards the ceo of striking distant glenn i do not want to butcher his last name so i'll just say glenn but his last name starts with an s he said our goal is to make the single most scariest game for pc and consoles And when I heard him say that, I'm like, Glenn, you're making big promises that I really hope you can keep up on because saying you want to make the single most scariest game, that's a lot. But I can say I hate jump scares. I feel like a lot of games depend on jump scares as their main source of fear without relying on the atmosphere or putting stress on you. Um, So I just really hope that this game isn't jump scare heavy and that it creates an environment to where you feel a sense of fear because you don't know what's going on like the guy in the trailer he like his he turned around and his friend was this mutated thing Mm -hmm. and so like he didn't know what was going on it was dark he's trapped like that is what i want to feel when playing i don't just want something to pop out at me at the corner every 3.5 seconds and i'm like heavily able to defend myself so it kind of takes some of that fear away because i can just shoot it or strike it or whatever i'm excited though he did say it was a third person survival horror game in the year 2320 i'm I'm excited it reminds me of dead space and like a sprinkle of alien isolation when the friend like opened his mouth like that's that is the part that gave me alien isolation the robots i thought the robot thing was also really cool i I really want to play that that was that that was that real soma vibe when they saw the robot i was like oh Mm -hmm. okay I have a question. How do you feel about third person versus first person horror games? Do you think that difference in perspective like kind of changes how you feel about it? Like changes the atmosphere or do you think it doesn't matter? Yeah, uh, I think first person is kind of the best place for horror just because part of it is getting invested in the environment and being first person makes you more like in that space. Um, I think third person horror can work, but I think it's better on first person that being said there have been some really creepy japanese horror games that are third person yeah i don't know how i feel about it either like i think i would prefer first person but i'm going to reference resident evil because they had their third person up until the seventh game and then it went to first person and i feel like and i'm also thinking about soma um, because we were talking about Soma and also Prey. Alien Isolation was first person. So I kind of, I, I agree with you when you say the first person kind of makes sense. Outlast the goat. Oh, Outlast. Outlast Whistleblower is my favorite out of all of them. So I do think the first person makes it feel more, you're more immersed and it makes it feel like you're in the scenario yourself. And I also think 
it's cool because your field of view, your field of vision is limited, right? Because in third person, you can see a really good diameter around your character. Yeah, you can kind of see what's behind you. Yeah. And like to your sides. First person's like... You have to turn. <laughs> there's fear in turning around. Mm-hmm. Like in third person, there's really not that kind of fear. Exactly. All right, let's continue on. So Capcom like just shows up on the screen. I'm like, oh, Capcom, what's this going to be like? Oh, is this going to be the next Street Fighter? Is this going to be a new Resident Evil game? And then it was this weird side scroller called Ghosts and Goblins. And I was like, oh, all right, (laughs) moving on. (laughs) But speaking of Capcom, um, I believe the new Resident Evil game, Resident Evil 8 Village, is supposed to be coming out this year. And I'm really hyped for that. We get to continue mm-hmm. Ethan and Mia's story. And the iconic Chris Redfield will also be making an appearance. Even though he made an appearance in the seventh game. But I think based off of the trailer, he will be a little bit more involved in this game. So I'm really excited. It also cracks me up that like Chris's appearance changes so many times throughout the series. And I'm just like, oh, there goes another version of Chris. <laughs> Chris compared in RE7 is different from Chris in re1 re5 that man was buff like he was huge for no reason Uh, i've seen a few of the games but i haven't played any of them my favorite character is jill jill valentine i love her you know she's first introduced in the first game and then she comes back in the third game and um i love her i think she's and she's in n5 she's the one who's being chained staged by nemesis right in the second in the third game yes in the third one, she's chased by Nemesis. In the first game, she just finds out about the Umbrella yeah. Corporation. Yeah, love me some Jill and Ada, and then probably Leon and Barry. I, li- I like everybody, to be honest. Um, Can I say one last thing for the Ghost and Goblins trailer? Yeah. Um, All I have in my notes is just frogs. Frogs? Just the note, just bullet point frogs. Because I think at the end, he, like, transforms all the enemies into frogs. And I'm like, oh, okay. So is this... Interesting. I didn't see the trailer. So is this, like, a point and click? Or is it... It's like this this weird kind of paper cutout side-scrolling fighting game where you play as a knight, but you don't swing your sword. You, like, shoot projectiles. It's weird. It's not at all my kind of game. Um, I'm not a huge platformer, like, anyway. Mm. But if I do play platformers, this isn't it. Like, I'm playing Salt or Salt and Sanctuary or, like, Hollow Knight if I'm playing a side-scroller. Mm-hmm. Not whatever this was. Um, I mean, it's definitely somebody's mm-hmm. game, just not mine. But next on this was this game that I, again, throughout the Game Awards, I was, like, kind of expecting them to reveal Starlink. Like, I was expecting Bethesda to show something for Starlink. Didn't happen. But this one trailer really tricked me into thinking it was going to be a Starlink thing. But then it was just perfect dark. And I was like, oh, OK. I mean, it looks cool. Like, the, it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. And I think of many of the games that were revealed, this is one of the ones I will actually play. Same. But I don't know much about it. It was just a CGI trailer. I don't know what the game's going to be like. So during the awards, they had uh, some of the developers talk about it. And it was briefly, I just know I wrote down that it's not just about shooting. It is a first person shooter, but it's not primarily Mm -hmm. around shooting. Um, It is a player fantasy type of game. Uh, They said it was eco sci-fi. They had me at fantasy, honestly. I love anything that is a fantasy game. Well, I've never played the Perfect Dark series before, so I'm excited to see how this one comes out. The next one 
is uh, dragons. Uh, Century Age of Ashes is this dog fighting dragons game. I know it's not like the first of its kind, and there also is a beta on Steam right now if people want to get into it. It looks interesting. I don't know if I'd ever pick it up, but like dog fighting games always pique my interest, but never enough for me to actually get the game. But being dragons, maybe I'd still have to play the uh, the Rogue Squadron. Is that it? Yeah, it's like Star Wars Squadron or something like that. Uh, yeah, I I do want to play that game. There was also some stuff for Elite Dangerous that was like revealed at the Game Awards. Overall, those games like they intrigue me, but they don't interest me, you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I might pick this one up just because I like dragons and flying dragons seems cool. So after that, there was this game called... I'm just going to quickly go through these next couple games. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have a lot to say on them. There's the Shady Part of Me, which looks like little nightmares, but little less pigs and more cute friends. Um, cute. Uh, maybe I'll watch someone play it if someone I watched plays it, but otherwise, I'm not going to pick it up. Uh, there was also... Uh, I'm going to butcher this spelling. Um, chai. It looks good. But it looks good because it's a combination of things from other games that I like. Like, it's a combination of Breath of the Wild and um, Odyssey because you possess things, but also Prey because you possess objects in, like, the literal same kind of animation that Prey had. Where you're this, like, I think you're this little girl with magic powers who's running around an island with your, like, family and trying to preserve your way of life. I think that's kind of the general gist of the game. Um, and there's maybe invading new or newcomers from, like, somewhere else i'm not super sure either way it's a game that i'm kind of looking into it looks interesting but i don't know if i'll end up actually picking it up there's also the mother daughter road trip game um open roads which again intrigues me i don't know if i'll ever play it but if someone i watch plays it i'll 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 give it a look um there was one more game in this segment there's the evil dead game that is coming out um, and maybe this is how I'll get into the Evil Dead uh, verse because there's so many different Evil Dead like media. There's like a musical, there's a movie, there's something else, I'm sure. And I know a lot of people love Evil Dead. I know about it, but I don't really know what it is. And this feels to me like another zombie shooting game kind of combined with like the Friday 13th game as well as like Dead by Daylight. It seems like it's going to have some of those elements, but I'm not really sure. Um, Either way, looks interesting. Again, maybe I'll pick it up. But that brings us on to like the next big reveal of the Game Awards, which is that Vin Diesel is getting his own game. Again, because he did Fast Mm -hmm. and Furious Crossroads. Well, we don't have to worry about that game. We don't need it. We don't need to talk about it. I I just want to say... When I saw that trailer, I was like, Vin, keep a job, Diesel, because this man is in a lot of projects. And I know like he has a whole uh, career outside of Fast and Furious. I watched him in stuff that was just not Fast and Furious. But I will say when I saw his, well, I heard him before I saw him because he has such a distinctive voice. I kind of got worried Mm. because I didn't realize what game it was at first. I just saw him. And I had no idea what game this was until they, they showed it at the end. I never played Ark, but I did res- recognize some of the environment, but I just couldn't place my finger on it. I'm like, what? what is this? But um, I got a flashback to Fast and Furious Crossroads. I was not a big fan of Fast and Furious Crossroads. I didn't think that the graphics were that great, even though graphics are not everything. My favorite games do not have the best graphics. However, the story for that game also 
wasn't that great either. It was a very, it was not open world. I guess it was a racing game. It was a racing game, but it didn't feel like it. And I thought the story was decent. You just jump from one mission to the next to the next to the next to the next. There was no like, you couldn't do your own thing. Like it wasn't open world. And um, I kind of wish that it was, especially since the Fast and Furious franchise is so expansive. I wish there was a lot more that you could explore in that like cars that you could have collected, but it just mm -hmm. didn't have it. And again, the graphics weren't that great. Sometimes the voice acting was like, eh, it was just like a little bit weird. But I thought it was good. I wouldn't play it again, but I thought it was good. So I'm saying all that to say, when I saw him in this game, I thought back to that one and got worried. Because I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, I wasn't that wild the first time, Vin Diesel. I love your work, but I wasn't that wild. But I don't know. We'll see. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I did play Ark a good amount. Um, I never got super into the online scene, but I played it with some friends and played it by myself. And I like that game. There's clear problems I think need fixing, and I hope that they get to those problems. I don't know if this is going to be a multiplayer game or not, how they're doing this. I haven't looked too much into it, but in general, I'm excited. Because I do like playing with dinosaurs, and I did enjoy playing my Ark the first time. Um, I am intrigued to see how much Vin Diesel plays into this game because Ark's all about creating your own character so I don't really know how they're going to do this unless the general model is based off of Vin Diesel it also introduces an interesting question about so many big name Hollywood actors getting into video games because they did this with the the one where you're walking all the time and you have a baby on your chest. You have What's a baby on your chest. You're del you're like the the Amazon package delivery game. <laughs> I don't know which game you're talking about. It's he same guy who made PT. Oh my gosh. Um, you're talking about Death Stranding? Death Stranding, that's the game. <laughs> yeah, I think Death Stranding was a good game. I mean, but like it was it's the main character is what's his name? Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead. Yeah, Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead was in that. And Maz Mikkelsen, who I'm also a really big fan of. Yeah. Uh, I love him in the movie Polar. I know he's in a lot of stuff, but the re most recent thing I saw him in was Polar. And that game had a yeah. very great casting. There were also a bunch of other people in it. It was lengthy, though, and weird. I keep considering picking it up, but then I, I don't. Uh, but it's also like Keanu Reeves is in Cyberpunk. Um, the guy from Shameless is in Jedi Fallen Order. Norm Reed is obviously in Death Stranding. Like, there's a lot of big name actors who are getting into video games now, and like their likeness being used for like the main character or main characters. So I, it's interesting to see how this is going to affect the gaming industry. Whether this is going to be for the best or for worse, I think it makes the gaming industry gain a lot more credibility within the common vernacular because it's like, yeah, it's the game with Keanu Reeves in it. And it's like, oh, okay, I know Keanu Reeves. Maybe I'll pick that game up. It brings in new audiences. I think if the actor is like really perfect for the game, mm -hmm. in a sense, like um, Norman Reedus, I feel like he, because he we see him in The Walking Dead and he does this survival thing, like him in Death Stranding, I thought was a great fit because he has the personality of sam in the yeah. game that's also how i feel about keanu reeves um him playing johnny silverhand i thought like personality wise even with the voice the look like he 
did a really great job at embodying that role just off of who he is. So I also could be biased because I'm a big fan, but that part makes sense to me. Like if there is a specific role that you want, a character that you want to fulfill and you automatically can think of someone and it also allows that actor to expand their own portfolio. And like you said, it brings in new audiences from, you know, people who might not be that into gaming into the gaming world. However, I don't think that, you know, maybe every actor doesn't need to be in a game because they don't really fit the role. And I think getting good actors in video games is a good idea. Like, there have been some times, I can't think off the top of my head, but there's been games where I'm just like, man, whoever they cast as this person, horrible. Mm-hmm. Why they do this? Um, my last statement on the on the Ark and Vin Diesel team up, that trailer that they put at the Game Awards felt like walking through the uncanny valley. Like... I don't know, but whatever CGI they used to recreate Vin Diesel was just, mm, it wasn't wasn't great. It was just like off enough that I it bothered me the entire time. But that's also how Ark is. Like if you ever play Ark, everything just looks like a little bit off. So I don't know, maybe that's just their art style. Okay, so I only there's only uh, three games left. Let me talk on Seasons for a second because Seasons is a game that I'd probably say I was the most excited for out of all of these that were revealed. Um, I still don't fully know what it is, but I don't need to know more about it. I'm like, when this game comes out, if I have a PS5, I'm getting at this game because it just looks beautiful. It looks like it's going to have a great story. There is talk about like times and how long people are alive. I don't know if this was more like just fun wording or if this is actually true, but yeah, season, it looks like a a beautiful game. I'm definitely going to pick that up. I hope it's as open world as it makes it seem because I want to ride a bicycle through a field of grass and feel awesome. I want to relive Shadow of the Colossus, but on a bicycle. The other two games were Loop Hero, which I wrote eh, Uh, it's a top-down rogue like something something it it seems interesting but not for me at all and then evil west my thought was why'd they end on this it just looked like van helsing but not called van helsing anyway what was your last game that you had the last game that i was excited to see again because it was announced it was revealed a couple months ago um it's called the returnal i don't know that much about the game yet Um, But from what I saw, it's a third person action adventure shooter type of game. It looks like you're in space or it's just some alternate space reality because the enemies that you face are not human. They are definitely some like space outer world type of creature. And it basically just says like you keep reliving the same day over and over again, I believe. And you have to find a way to break whatever it is that is making you relive this day on and on and on. And that storyline interests me uh, because uh, I just thought it was cool. The gameplay also looked very cool. From what they showed, it's like a, it gives me a little bit of RPG. Either way though, I think it's really cool. I'm excited for it to come out. It comes out March 19th. I probably would just have to watch someone play it on YouTube because I don't have a PS5. And apparently these days, it's hard to get one. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. That that they, that game does look interesting. Um I'm intrigued by that one for sure. Um, I think there's a few there's a few things that I missed that I want to say. Dragon Age got a teaser for their next game. Definitely going to end up playing that. Swedish Chefs came to Overcooked. That was cool. Fall Guys and Fortnite did some stuff. All right. So that that's the end of like the things that were revealed. So we're going to move on to the awards. 
So we're going to skip over the esports stuff because neither of us are very much into esports. We have nothing we could really say on the topic. That means we are going to be starting on the best debut game, which was between Carry On, Mortal Shell, Raji, The Ancient Epic, or An Ancient Epic, Roki, and Phasmophobia, and of course, Phasmophobia 1. I was really excited to see that. I haven't played the other games, so I can't comment on them. But I think Phasmophobia is a really good game, a really good concept. And when you're playing with people who are fun, it's hilarious. I just want to say I'm really excited to see what they do with the game next um, as they get more maps. Audio-wise, I think the fact that there is a proximity. I think the fact that you have proximity in your chat is really cool. I don't know. I think just overall, it's a very nice concept. As time goes on, really excited to see where they take that game. Yeah, I think the idea of just having this like ghost hunter game is cool. Like I, I like the concept a lot. That Going works from just too. The, yeah, and it works. Like I think there is definitely glitches, but like when you're talking about a ghost game, I think it's hard to to differentiate a glitch from a mechanic sometimes. But I think it's a I think it's a good game. And I've seen some people play it a few times. Just going off the the thumbnails they provide, uh Raji and Ancient Epic seems interesting, and I might look into that. Overall, I think it makes sense that Phasmophobia was the winner. Here's a controversial one. This is the next one. Best multiplayer game. This was between Animal Crossing New Horizons, Among Us, Call of Duty Warzones, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, and Valorant. Now, if you had asked me before the Game Awards who I thought would win... I would have said Animal Crossing, but of course the winner was Among Us. I think it makes sense that that Among Us won this, but it's interesting that Among Us won over Animal Crossing, which is like such a huge game. But Among Us became so huge. So like, you know what? It it deserves it. I feel it a little bit differently. I automatically thought it was going to be between Fall Guys and Among Us. Even though I know Animal Crossing was huge, mm. I think the fact that it won, well, I guess I'm saying a little early, but we're so delayed. I think the fact that it won Best Family Game makes sense to me. Animal Crossing isn't like a big multiplayer game, so it's not centered around multiplayer. So I kind of understand why it didn't win this category. It's one where you can have people over and hang out, but it's not like you're constantly playing with other people. Where Among Us is, you can't play that game without other people. The next one for that I have is the Best Sports and Racing Game. So that was between Drift 5, F1 2020... FIFA 21 and NBA 2K21 and then Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2. And the winner was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. You know what? Valid. I would have kind of been mad if it was one of the N F FIFA or NBA games. No offense, but uh, they're just the same game every year. <laughs> but Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, I know that was a, um, a huge nostalgia hit for a lot of people. I even played that game when I was a kid. It fulfilled a lot of people's dreams. So I feel like that really makes sense as being why this one won. So the next one was Best Sim Slash Strategy Game. We had Crusaders Kings 3, Desperado 3, Gears Tactics, Microsoft Flight Simulator, and XCOM Chimera Squad. And the winner was Microsoft Flight Simulator. When this one was revealed as the winner, I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> it, it seemed like they put a lot of work into this game. Um, and I remember playing the original Flight Simulator a long time ago. Like, they 
it feels like they built this game to be around for a mm-hmm. while. Um, moving on to the next category we kind of talked about. Uh, Best Family, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Mario Kart Live, Home Circuit, Minecraft Dungeons, and Paper Mario the Origami King. And of course, as we said, the winner was Animal Crossing New Horizons. That 100% tracks for me. This game saved 2020 for a lot of people. It's perfect for like having like your kids or like your friends your people in your household i played it with a few of my friends who i was like quarantining with like it's it's a it's a great game all right so the next one was the best fighting game there was grand blue fantasy versus mortal Kombat 11 ultimate street fighter 5 champion edition one punch man a hero nobody knows and under night in birth and the winner was mortal Kombat 11 i don't play fighting games haven't really watched anyone play any of these games I think that makes sense. I think Street Fighter Five ended up getting bogged down with a lot of like in-game marketing. So from what I've heard, so I think this makes sense that Mortal Kombat won. On the other hand, I play fighting games. However, uh, I really only play Mortal Kombat and I thought Mortal Kombat 11 was great. I liked the story. Um, I thought it was just an overall great game. So I was excited to see them win that award. But I do want to get into Street Fighter as well and just like expand my fighting game game titles of a good MK game. Even though I'm trash, we love a good Mortal Kombat game. <laughs> now this next one, I have actually played one of these games. Um, it's the best role play game. We have Final Fantasy VII Remake, Genshin Impact, Persona 5 Royale, Wasteland 3, Yakuza Like a Dragon. I played some of Persona 5. I never beat the game, uh, and I don't think I played Persona 5 Royale. I just played the base Persona 5 game. Um, One that I want to get back into, but I'd have to play that with another person, because Persona 5, I notice, it gets me into that antisocial state, because it, it feels like I'm talking to people, so I just stop talking to everyone else. So that's why I need to play with a second person. Uh, Anyway, the winner of this category was Final Fantasy VII Remake, and to be fair... That's the one I want to most play out of these. So Genshin Impact was a surprise one that just kind of swooped in and took the world by storm, mostly because it's free and it looks like it plays really well. Um, I'm still waiting for that to come out on Switch. I know they're working on a port and when it does, I'll play it. Uh, It's just Breath of the Wild, but free and you can unlock uh, waifus. But yeah, I think Final Fantasy Remake makes a lot of sense. I heard a lot of people really like that and I do really want to play that remake. The next game on the list is the best action-adventure game. For this, we have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Should I Fall in Order, and Last of Us Part 2. Get used to this list, this specific list of games because they get nominated a lot this point forward. The winner, of course, was Last of Us Part 2. And to be val- fair, like, I think that Last of Us 2 was really good, but I would have liked Star Wars Fallen Order to got, get a little bit more love. I think Miles Morales also was really good, even though I didn't play it. I've heard a lot about it. Ghost of Tsushima. I think all these games on this list are really good. In particular, Last of Us Part 2 is the one I actually played all the way through besides Jedi Fallen Order, and I love that game. I think this is earned, but I think other games on the list are also really good. Miles Morales came out a little bit too late. Yeah, because then the game just come out in November. It like just came out before the awards, so no one had any real connection to it yet. So I think that kind of held it back a lot. Was that it was so new? Though I knew like The Last of Us Two was going to win. Um, I still think like that was a very, very, very strong list. 
It could have gone anywhere, though we know the result. It's no surprise, no spoiler, really, that The Last of Us won most of the awards it was nominated for. Last of Us 2 being a kind of controversial game for various reasons. I'm just going to say I really liked it. I played through it. I thought it was really well written, really well put together. And it was kind of a game changer for me for a lot of video games. Like, I played that game, and then when I played other games, I was like, oh, this doesn't have as much detail as The Last of Us 2 had, and it shows and it makes me not like it as much. So aside from like what people think about it from like specific things that were chosen to put into the game, just from like as a game itself, it plays really well. I think if you really look at it from a writing perspective, it's a well put together piece. Does it do everything everyone wants? That's for you individually to decide. Let's move on though to the next award. That is the best action game. So this was between Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex. Neo 2, and Streets of Rage 4. And the winner is Hades. From what I've heard, Hades is a, a wonderful game. So I feel like that's probably deserved. Though Half-Life Alex and Doom Eternal are also really good games. So the next award goes to the Innovation in Accessibility. For this, we had Valhalla, Grounded, Hyperroot, Last of Us Part 2, and Watch Dogs Legion. To be fair... I have no idea what any of these people besides Grounded did for accessibility. Last of Us Part 2 won. Congratulations. It's great to make games accessible to people. So you know what? It's great for them. And I'm I'm glad games are kind of agreeing to make this a bigger issue to tackle. The next one, though, was Best VR AR Games. We have Dreams, Half-Life Alex, Marvel Iron Man VR, Star Wars Squadrons, and The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. The winner being Half-Life Alex, and I think that is 100% the right call. Half-Life Alex is a game, I have an Oculus Quest too, and you can't get it natively on that for very clear reasons. It's too much for it to run on the Oculus Quest 2, but I can play it through it. I just don't think my PC could handle it, but eventually I will get Half-Life Alex to play. I am very excited. It does what I want because I played some games like Vader Immortal that are like these story-based games where you can run around an area and do stuff. Half-Life Alex is exactly what I'd want those to be, where Vader Immortal kind of limits you. You can't pick up everything. Half-Life Alex, you can literally walk into a room and that's just a sandbox. You can just pick up anything you want, throw things around, break tables. Like you can just do whatever. And I think that's really cool and very innovative for the uh, VR industry. So I think this is 100% the one who should have won. Uh, Next one is Best Community Support, which was between Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Fall Guys, Fortnite, No Man's Skies, and Valorant. Fall Guys wins. Sure. (laughs) I I guess that makes sense. sense. Next, we have Best Mobile Game, which is Among Us, Call of Duty Mobile, Genshin Impact, Legends of Runeterra, and Pokemon Cafe Mix. Among Us is the winner. I think that's 100% checks out. Among Among Us is is just so so fun. fun. Jinx. <laughs> it's a, it is such a, a fun game. It's just funny, like trying to see people lie and like how bad some people are at it or like how good they are at it. It's just a fun time. I have only once managed to convince a room of three people that I was not the imposter. You know, like when you get down to three, you're the imposter. There's only two other people and you're like, I have to make the other person think it's not me. <laughs> there's one person. Uh, somehow, somehow I have to survive this. I really got into character and I, I, I won and I was very proud of myself. <laughs> then felt horrible because I lied so aggressively to people. Hi, IQ Gamer. So the next uh, category is Best Indie Game, which was between Carry On, 
Fall Guys, Hades, Spelunky 2, and Spiritfarer. Spiritfarer is the only one that I kind of have an interest in playing, but Hades won. Because I've heard a lot of people talk about it even before now. I think it's a game I need to check out. So the next category is Best Ongoing Game, with the uh, nominees being Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and No Man's Skies. The winner being No Man's Skies. The developer who spoke at the Video Game Awards was so shocked that they won. I haven't played it personally. Have you played any any of those? I've played No Man's Skies a good amount throughout its history. I played it right when it came out. I played it pretty much every year since. I think I can agree that No Man's Skies has very much improved since its original release. Original release, there was really nothing you could do in it. Now there's like a whole progression system. You can build your base and base building sucked when they first introduced it. Now it's actually fun and enjoyable. They've really done a lot to redeem their game after the really rocky start they had. Next is Games for Impact or a thoughtful, provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. Okay, so the nominees were If Found, Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition, Spiritfarer, Tell Me Why, and Through the Darkest of Times. The winner being Tell Me Why, I'm pretty sure a sequel in the um, Life is Strange series. Best performance, we have Ashley Johnson as Ellie, Laura Bailey as Abby, Daisuke Tsuji as Jin Sake, Logan Cunningham as Hades, and Naji Jeter as Miles Morales. I apologize if I messed up any of those pronunciations. The winner is Laura Bailey as Abby. She did a wonderful job in her game. I know Abby in particular is a character with a lot of controversy around her. Regardless of what happened in that game, I think she did a really good performance, so I think this makes sense. But I also haven't played the other games on this list, so I don't know how well they did. This is another interesting one. For best audio design, we have Doom Eternal, Half-Life Alex, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil 3, and Last of Us Part 2. The winner being Last of Us... I don't know, because I was trying to think about what do they consider when they say audio design, right? Like, are we talking... Just mm-hmm. music in the game, music, like how it interacts with the environment. So originally I was thinking Doom Eternal yeah. because I just thought that the music just like matched the game so well and gave it such good energy. I don't know, you know? Yeah, I think I think you're right. Like Doom is kind of known for having really good music, but I will say Last of Us Part Two music plays like an important role in the story itself it's a theme in the music so i think that might be why they considered it but i would say that yeah doom definitely has some really good music in it well this is another category which is kind of the same because best audio design is that last award but this award is specifically best score in music doom eternal final fantasy 7 hades ori and the will of the wisp and last was part two and this time, Final Fantasy won. And you know what? That kind of checks because I feel like Final Fantasy is known for having also really good music. The next category is Best Art Direction, which is Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Ori and the Will-O-Wisp, and The Last of Us Part Two, with the winner being Ghost of Tsushima. I always, I thought it was really cool how you have three different options. I believe it's three. Um, for how you want to play Ghost of Tsushima, you can play it in black and white, full color and i think with the black bars on top and bottom i might be mis misremembering but i thought that was really cool though or in the will of the wisps has also really nice art direction i think very beautiful very beautiful game ghost of shima just fits that like japanese samurai movie art style super well 
Uh, we have a couple more. We have okay. best narrative. Uh, I'm just going to do these next couple rapid fire because we've talked about these games on yeah. length at this point. We have best narrative, uh, Sentinels, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and Last of Us. Last of Us wins. Uh, best game direction, Final Fantasy VII, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Last of Us again, Last of Us wins. And game of the year, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing New Horizons, and Last of Us Part Two. And of course, we all know Last of Us Part Two wins game of the year, finishing its pretty much clean sweep of the Game Awards. Yeah, so that is that for the Game Awards. Now do we want to get into what our favorite games were for 2020. So throughout this year, I ended up playing a lot of games. I ended up not being able to finish games just for life or being busy, but I will be talking about the games that I did finish. Now, I watch a lot of games from over the years. My favorite gaming YouTubers, I'll just go on their channel and pick a playlist that I haven't, that I never seen um, and go back and watch it. This list isn't in order, so I will just start with Twin Mirror. It has that same like tell me why type of vibe. So basically you have this main character, his name is Sam Higgs, and he got into some issues at his hometown. Um, He became kind of the most hated and he decided to move away, but his best friend passed away so he had to come back home to go to the funeral. However, there is suspicion surrounding his best friend's death and Sam is a highly intellectual man. Like he can like enter his thoughts like his mind palace and figure things out and he also has this like an alternate Sam that also sticks around with him. The second game which is an older game is Splinter Cell Blacklist. Um, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Blacklist which is the last Splinter Cell game that has come out since 2013. Third which this game came out in 2011 um, but it is one of my favorite games of all time. I have a long list of my favorite games, but this game is on there. And it is the action adventure detective game, L.A. Noir. So you play this as a detective. His name is Cole. That game like has a lot to it. I love the fact that you are interactive with the cases. So you have to go around, collect clues, interview people, chase down suspects. Um, but also Cole has issues in his personal life um, that play a very huge role the next game is 999, which stands for Nine Hours, Nine Person, Nine Doors, and it is a action video game. Uh, it is a part of the Zero Escape series. It is the first installment, and it was released in uh, 2009 in Japan, but 2010 in America. It is a action visual novel game. And then I have three more, which I will speed through. Mafia 2. Um, I actually watch all of the Mafia games 1, 2, and 3 in order. I think my favorite is 1, 2, 3. <laughs> Mafia 2 was the first one that the YouTuber I watched played. Um, I just thought it was a really great game, but I do think I connect more with Mafia 1. I feel like most people know the Mafia franchise. You are a part of the Mafia, but it's not always peachy keen. Uh, something always goes wrong. And the next one, Soma. I love Soma. It's a survival horror game. It kind of is one that makes me think because it's like the transferal of consciousness um, and seeing how someone's conscience can live on. And the last one is Little Hope, a part of the Dark Pictures anthology. I love the storyline and like the twist at the end. The atmosphere uh, was amazing. The enemies were really, really cool. And just how you jump from three different periods in time, yet they all 
entwined to one another. Anyway, so those are my games for 2020, my top picks that I have completed. So I have, I have Valhalla, Cyberpunk, Jedi Fallen Order, and I was going through the uh, Devil May Cry games and playing two. I fully played one in five. So I was going back and, and playing two. But yeah, so that is it for me. Joshua, you have the floor. I'll go through these quickly because I have talked on some of these a bit. Um, Last of Us, this is in order of like my favorite to least favorite, though the num- eh, it's not exactly this way. Uh, number one I have is Last of Us 2. Definitely was my favorite game of the year. Jedi Fallen Order I have is my second, though doesn't necessarily belong there. Jedi Fallen Order, I loved Souls-like games, and I'm, I always wanted a Dark Souls meets Star Wars game, and the fact that they did it uh, is wonderful. I think it fit the formula perfectly. I really enjoyed it, especially the fact that I could create my own lightsaber. I thought that was one of my favorite parts. Animal Crossing... Definitely one of my favorite games. Swinked a lot of hours into that. Definitely helped me cope with the beginning of quarantine. Age of Calamity. I just got that for Christmas and I played through all of it before New Year's. A really good game. A great prequel for the Breath of the Wild game. Uh, Plays very similar to Breath of the Wild at times. And I feel like a lot of the skills from Breath of the Wild translate over. I think they did a really good job with it. Sekiro I have on here. I have not beaten Sekiro. Controversial. I like Jedi Fallen Order a bit more than Sekiro. But Sekiro is still really good. It's just so hard. I just get to a boss and then I'm like, oh, this is so hard. I finally beat it. And then immediately following is another boss. And I'm like, I all right, you know what? I'm taking a break. Uh, the last two here are a little bit interesting. I have number six. I have Vader Immortal. All three for VR. Um, I finally played those this year because I got an Oculus Quest 2. And they're... Very fun. Specifically, not necessarily just the story, but the uh, arcade mode in Vader Immortal Episode 3. Basically, you get a lightsaber and there's guns and grenades around you and you can unlock different types of lightsabers as you go through. Um, And you just survive waves of enemies. um, And it's so fun. It's hard. Very hard. But it's it's very, like, enjoyable. And I just like cutting through things and using the force to throw guys around it fulfills a lot of my uh, childhood dreams of being a jedi lastly i have the pokemon dlc the crown tundra and the isle of armor i think both came out this year they were a really good way of building upon galar which i had already thought was a really good game in the series and i think that the dlc just kind of improved what was missing in those games a lot isle of armor in particular the way they set up the world i think i hope they make more games in that style because it felt like I was exploring something where the regular wild area is just an open area that I can immediately see every corner of, and I don't think I'm exploring at all. It just like, oh, and I'm here. The Isle of Armor did a really good job of balancing exploration and world design and, and levels instead of it just being flat. And I also have an honorable mention, uh, The Mandalorian Season 2 was phenomenal. If you couldn't tell, I love Star Wars, and I love The Mandalorian. You definitely need to watch that, Hannah. I know. I need to, which is crazy because I, I too love Star so Wars, good. but I just haven't made the time to watch it. It's on Disney Plus. If you need a Disney Plus account, I can give you my login. Thanks, Best. Just why I keep you around. <laughs> for the Disney Plus logins, yeah. So yeah, I think that's everything we have to talk about for the day. Is there any game you're playing right now? Cyberpunk. Uh, Cyberpunk and Valhalla are the main two games that I'm playing through right now. How about you? For me right now, I've been playing a lot of Minecraft, a lot of Animal Crossing, and a lot of Age of Calamity. Those are the ones I'm mostly rotating through right now. Though I've also played a bit of Control and some. I was kind of just doing a tour of a bunch of old Assassin's Creed games. 
So that is all that we have for today's podcast. We both want to thank you for stopping by and listening to us uh, have our nerd moments. If you like this content, make sure to stick around to see what other things we'll be bringing to the podcast. We will try to upload these bi-weekly. We would love to do weekly, but we are busy people. So again, thank you for stopping by. My name is Hannah, and you can find me on YouTube at Hannah Solana. I am Josh. I go by Hacked Comics on YouTube and on Twitch, and I have a TikTok account at javis underscore hc and together we make up the gamers in crisis podcast so thank you so much for listening make sure you stick around to see what else we will be bringing and we will see you in our next episode